You know, I want to talk to you today about that little, that little slogan, just do it. Uh, you you, you kind of know where I got that from. I didn't invent that, of course. And I, I did a little research to know a little bit more about, uh, about Nike. You know, we know Nike mainly from our tennis shoes, but I did a little homework on that and found that in 1964, and that jumped up off the deal for me because I was married in 1964. I thought, well, the year I was married, this outfit started. Well, it really didn't start as Nike. Uh, what the deal was, there was this track star, this track athlete named Bill Knight. And he had a coach named Bill Bowerman. So he got these two Bills. And they start this little this little company, it was not called Nike in 1964. It, it was called Blue Ribbon Sports. Now, just you can leave that up there for a moment. You got ahead of me. That's okay. Uh, I'll be back to it. Called uh, BRS. That's what it was known. Well, that didn't ring a bell, so that kind of changed. And really, what the deal was, they got all kind of hooked up somehow with an outfit over in Japan, and they were trying to build these tennis shoes that were maybe maybe an ounce lighter. This this track coach had figured out if he could get some lighter tennis shoes, then it, the people could go faster and they would win. And so they worked on that deal. And it, it really wasn't much of a deal when it started. In fact, uh, this Bill Knight, this this track athlete, started out really just selling the shoes out of the trunk of his car to high school kids. And that thing kind of rocked along for about, about 21 years. And in, what's very interesting is in 1985, 21 years after it kind of started in a very humble way, they, they designed a shoe for an NBA rookie named, you've guessed it, Michael Jordan. And that was the beginning. That, you know, that's what you call being in the right place at the right time, isn't it? I mean, here's this guy, NBA rookie, and they get all hooked up with him. And, boy, the end of the story is, is, is quite an end. In 2015, we don't have the numbers for 2016 because the year's not over. But in 2015, their revenue, the Nike revenue, was over 30 billion that's like with a b like a boy 30 billion dollars and what i was reading said that when phil knight started he just had about 300 dollars to his name well all i've got to say is uh, michael jordan has been a blessing as you know that they've done quite well now along about 1988 they came out with this little slogan if you'll put the little slogan back up again i have a copy of here you know the little slogan just do it and then this little thing above it, this Nike and this little thing, that's called a swash. And so, you know, you see that, you see that, uh, you know, on the little, you see the little swash on a lot of, uh, I noticed one of our staff members the other day had a pair of glasses. And on the side of them, it was a swash, like the Nike swash. And I thought, my gracious, we're paying that person too much if they can buy, you know, these, these I mean, I get my frames over at Walmart, and, you know, but you know, anyway, you know, we just spend our money on whatever we do. But as I was thinking about that, I'm actually going somewhere with this, really, just hang with me. I thought, you know, that little deal right there, just do it, really has a lot of application more than 
shoes and other things that Nike produces. It has a lot to do with spiritual things. Uh, in fact, when I think about spiritual teachings and principles, uh, you know, many people, they, they spend a lot of time trying to study the Bible. We have all, and, and we need to study the Bible. I'm, I'm certainly not against that, but, you know, there are all kind of organizations. They're always trying to get deeper in the Word, and they're going to do later and later. The problem is, many of these people don't ever do anything. They just study. They learn. They don't have time to do anything. They have so much homework, they can't get anything done. Kind of reminds me of a story I heard long ago about, I think the guy graduated from A&M. I'm not sure about this, but he graduated. He's a fresh graduate out of A&M or wherever. And he got his first job as a salesman selling farm equipment. And he didn't know a whole lot about it, but anyway, they taught him what they thought he needed to know. And he goes out one day and calls on this old farmer, and he gets his big old catalog out and shows him all this new equipment, all these new things that if this guy will buy, that it'll make his work easier, and he'll be more productive, and et cetera, et cetera. And finally, after he had just about worn the old country farmer out, showing him all this stuff in the catalog, he said, well, let me ask you, would you like to buy some of this? And the old farmer says, no, I really wouldn't. And he said... The young son said, well, why not? Why not? He said, well, I'll tell you something, son. I already know more than I do. And you know, I, that story's always stuck with me because isn't that pretty much true too much in most of our lives about the Bible? The fact of the matter is we, we really, we, pretty, we know a lot more than we do. And the key is to know, but the key is just do it. And I thought a good scripture today would be on page 855, if you look with me. It is this, Jesus, of course, in Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, Sermon on the Mount. Jesus comes to the end of this sermon, and he ends it with a parable. Tells this little story, earthly story with a heavenly meaning, that's what a parable is, that drives home the truth I guess we would say if we were in a classroom in school, we'd say, well, the truth is here is obedience. Well, if we can borrow from Nike and you read this little parable, I think the truth could well be in another way of saying it, just do it. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said in verse 24, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I like him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And uh, the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And then the Bible says, and so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teachings, for he taught them as one having authority, <laughs> which he did, not as the scribes. But you know, when you read that little parable, I mean, obviously talking about building the house on the right foundation, but, but really, I mean, you, you have to build the house. Jesus said, look, you, you, all these things that I've taught, the, the guy here that did he just did it. He just obeyed. Well, here's the end result. And the guy that just did not do it. You know, I was watching as you this awful earthquake in Italy. 
Well, not, I mean, it's just devastating. Of course, I, as I've listened all about that, they've said, you know, that that is in like an earthquake uh, area where that's very prone to be able to have earthquakes. And one news person said not many of the buildings were built, you know, to withstand an earthquake. In other words, they just, I guess, hope one wouldn't come. Well, it's so sad what did happen. But the fact of the matter is when it comes to spiritual things, you know, it's good to know these things. We should. Really, we must, actually. But the key to the thing being really any good for us is to just do it. Now, you know, when it comes to the Bible, I think we all would agree that uh, I really think everybody knows how to read their Bible. I don't think there's any doubt about that, or at least Christian people do. This group would all agree that, you know, reading the Bible is a, is a commendable thing, a good thing we need to do. But uh, the fact of the matter is, it's even more than that. I love that verse. It says, God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light on my path. So when you read the Bible, what it does, it is like a lamp. And uh, it, 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 it shows us where we are to walk. And it's like a light on our path to keep us on the right path. And as you read the Word of God every day, it's amazing how you'll just see something that, you know, now I, I really need that kind of today, and it, it just is a, is a marvelous thing. Now, we all agree with that kind of, or hopefully we do, but here's what I get back from people. They say, Pastor, I agree 100% that I need to read the Word of God and, uh, and not only read it, but do what it says, but my problem is... I'm just going to, I hear this so much, I, I know it's coming when they start. I, I, Pastor, I want to, I just can't find time to do it. That's it. It's not that I don't love God. It's not that I don't believe the Bible is God's Word. I just, I just can't find time to do it. And I always respond to that the same identical way. I say, well, you know, number one, I agree 100% with your answer, your, your comment. You can't find time to do it. And I say, hear me carefully. You'll never find time to do it. You have to make time to do it. And I just want to say to you today, uh, you know, you, you, you and I can't invent time. But we can make time. We make time for what we think is important. You know, it's kind of like whether it's reading the Bible or exercise or whatever. You know, people say, I just can't find time to do it. Well, no, you'll never find time to do it. Nor will I. But I can make time to do it. I just make time to do it. And when it comes to Bible, time with God, reading my Bible, you just have to make time. In fact, if I can borrow from Nike, just simply do it. You just say, you know what? I'm going to do it. It's like exercise. I try to walk, whether it's outside or in, this morning was out, at 5.15 every morning. And you say, do you want to do that? Well, no. Um, I mean, <laughs> but I do when I do it. I mean, once I get at it, but, you, you know, you just have to make time. You say, what do you mean make time? Well, you just, you know, you, you put out your garments you're going to put on the next morning and know where your glasses are, know where your teeth are if you need to know where they are. You know, I still have my teeth, all right. But uh, hit that again, I may not have anything. But be that as it may. And, but you just make time. I mean, it, it, because I know this. If I say, well, I'll, I'll do it when I get home from work. Well, now that may be, that may work for you, but that never works for me. 
They just, it just doesn't work. Not consistently. I've just learned consistently I have to make time to do things. And that doesn't mean that I'm never off schedule. I don't, you know, a schedule is not a God, but it's like a roadmap. You know, I'm going to do certain things at 5.15. And then at 6 o'clock, I'm fixing to do something else. And 6.45, I'm fixing to do something else. And you say, well, you just live a very rigid, boring life. Yes, I do. But uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Now, I want to share with you quickly some convictions and then something maybe you would just do it. Uh, I just have some convictions about, about this whole matter of reading the Bible and praying every day. My, my first conviction, you don't have to agree with my convictions, you know, but do this. At least think about them. You know, that's one of the, I think it's great when you realize people don't have to agree with you. You know that? I mean, I, I know some people that they think you've always got to agree with them. Well, you don't. I'm okay if people don't agree with me, you know. If they want to be wrong, it's okay. I mean, I'm just going, I'm all right with it. No, but, but consider what I say. First of all, I've just mentioned one thing. I, would, I have a conviction. This is conviction number one. Almost all Christian people believe it's a commendable thing to read the Bible. Now, I believe that. I talked the whole time on that. I don't think that's a problem at all. I, I just have that conviction. Now, conviction number two, and I, I really have a strong conviction about this. I believe completely, that reading your Bible and praying every day with consistency, now you may miss a day here and now, not, but just by and large, as you do, is the most difficult thing you will ever do spiritually. Now, it may not be the most difficult thing you ever do in life, but I'm talking about of the spiritual disciplines, and this would be one of the five or six spiritual disciplines. This matter of reading the Bible, like it's just a lot easier to give money to the church and read the Bible every day. I mean, it, 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 it's just, it's, it's a, and we just need to understand that on the front end. It's not going to be something that will be easy. And the reason is, I won't dwell on this, Satan does not want us to read the Bible and pray every day. And there'll be many things that make it, it's just, I think it's the most difficult, hardest spiritual discipline that we ever do. So we kind of need to know on the front end. Now, the, the way to make time to read the Bible each day, I've, here's the answer. I'm going to borrow from Nike. Just do it. That's, that's it. You say, well, I was hoping you were going to have something better than that. No, that's the best there is. You, you just... You just make a, you don't say, I want to do it. You know, want to is worthless. People say, I want to lose weight. Well, quit eating. <laughs> you know, people eating French fries and gravy. Man, I just really want to lose weight. No, they don't. People say to me, I want to tithe. No, you don't. Don't, you know, not tithing's one sin. Don't lie. Now you got to, if you wanted to, you do it. You know, this old woman, but we live like, oh, if I, I, just, I just want to do this and I want to do that. I want to come see you. I want to. No, you don't. Preacher, we want to have you. We've been wanting to have you all over the house to eat. I say, you know, for 27 years, I say to myself, you know, <laughs> they've been wanting to have us over. Well, you know, whatever. Uh, or we're, you know, sometimes we say, we really, we want to have. Well, no, we don't. If we did, we would. It's the same way about the Bible. So what you do, you just do it. Now, here's, here's where I'm going to land you today. Thursday, I know this will be news. 
is September the 1st. I've been in my study working. I've, con- I've discovered that. <laughs> Thursday. This is the only, this is a 31-day month, August. Our next one, if I remember correctly, is December. This year, December has a 31 days. This month, 31 days. So tomorrow's the last day of August. So Thursday is September 1. That means come Thursday morning, we have four months remaining. See, September, October, November, December. We have four months remaining in 2016. We have four months remaining. Now, you say, well, I thought I'd just, Pastor, you, surely in January you'll talk about making some new resolutions. Well, you know, look, let's finish well. We'll start well in January. What about these last four months, seriously? If, if we said, you know what, September, October, November, December, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to pray every day. It may just be a few verses. It may be just a few little prayers. But that's what I'm going to do. Now, many of you are already doing this. But let's say that's not where you are. That's okay. You're, you're where you are. But here, we can move on. We can just do it. I want to encourage you. Try something. If you don't already have a plan, come Thursday morning. Why don't you do what I do every month? It, but let's, I, I, it's easy to do. If you don't already have a Bible plan... Just read the proverb of the day. There are 31 days in September, and there are 31 chapters in Proverbs, which means um, it's, it's like tomorrow. I'm going to get to read about that virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. I don't get her every month, thank goodness. I'll get her again in December, but I'm going to get her tomorrow. That virtuous woman's going to come at me tomorrow, and I'm going to read it. But that means come Thursday, I'm going to start all of us. It's going to be Thursday, September 1, I'm going to read Proverbs 1. September 2, Proverbs 1. Now, it won't take long. Folks, Proverbs teaches us how to get along with people. Now, let me say a quick word about Proverbs. The book of Proverbs, listen carefully. You, 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 you might commit suicide if you don't understand this. If, you, if you're serious believing this is God's Word, and you read the book of Proverbs and don't understand what I'm fixing to say to you, uh, you'll be very discouraged. Proverbs is not a book of Bible promises. Proverbs is a book of Bible principles. And there's a huge difference. You know, train up a child in the way he should go when he grows old. Enough. Oh, let me tell you what. There are a lot in this room who train their kids up right, and they're not going right. So what happened here? Nothing, but generally speaking, see, that's what a principle is. A principle is something that generally speaking, this is how it works out. So just know that on the front end, that generally speaking, these principles in Proverbs, you know, they they work in most instances, but they're not Bible promises. So I want to encourage you to do that. It won't take long to do that. And, you know, Think about what you read. Don't just read the words like run, Bill, run, Jack, downhill. You know, no, think about what you're reading here and just read a proverb every day. And then number two, real easy, is just, I'm not trying to get you to do something overwhelming. Just pray for your family. Pray for your family. If they still live at home, pray. If they live away, you probably need to pray more. Uh, but pray for your family, whatever you understand would be they need. And pray for yourself, you know. And, you know, 
Of course, I would encourage you to even jot down some things you pray, but maybe that's, maybe I'm trying to do too much. But I'm just saying to you, a month of that, I mean, you read, read through the book of Proverbs, uh, you'll be read every chapter. Now, I would, you know, if you have, I hope you might read some other stuff, but I, I just thought today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just talk to people that just don't read their Bible, don't have a Bible reading plan. They still love the Bible. They do have a Bible. They read the Bible from time to time, but they don't really have a plan. Well, this is called Plan 101. <laughs> it's a start, but it'll, it's good plan. It's a good plan. And, and you say, well, I've got to find time to do it. Will you sleep in when I talk to the Lord? You won't find time to do it. You make time. You decide tonight before you go to bed. I would encourage you to do it when you're the freshest. Now, for me, that's in the morning. But maybe that's not your best time. The problem with putting off reading your Bible and praying until night, there's just so much happens during the day. That, that it's, it's, it, the odds of you having any consistency um, at 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night. Now, I'll be honest. Well, I should always. Why do preachers say that? I'll be honest. Sounds like sometimes we're not honest. I've got to quit saying that. I'm always honest. The, the last thing Dottie and I do, we have this little, little book. We read some Bible verses out of a little book, the last thing before we go to bed. Because I want to go to bed with something better in my mind than Clinton and Trump. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, well, I, I said something political and didn't make anybody mad. But anyway. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, I'm, but it's not. It's even the news. I mean, I, I mean, I know we don't want to be illiterate. But it can depress. It's just awful. I mean, you know, I try to catch that stuff. You know, I'm, I video the news. I'm, I'm not at home at 530 normally. But, you know, I watch the 530 news somewhere around 8 or 9 o'clock, something like that. But, but, but before we go to bed, I just want to put something in my mind that would be good stuff. And I'm telling you, here's where it is. We just do that. Now, that's not our bio, that's not our quiet time. That's just we, I read the selection in the morning. She reads the selection at night. And uh, last night she said, would you mind reading my selection? I said, why am I reading your selection? It's night. You spoke. She said, well, I don't have my glasses. And I said, well, tell me where they are and I'll get them. She said, that is the problem. I don't know where they are. So in my prayer book this morning, I won't tell you what I wrote about Dottie, but anyway, it's one thing not to have your glasses. It's nothing not to know where they are. But folks, hey, wouldn't we all be better if we just did it when it comes to the Word of God? Father, Lord, I must say and confess to you, God, so you'll know I know. I do know more about the Bible than I do. I really do, God. I don't know everything about the Bible, God. No, but I know so much more than I really do. I want to learn. I study. I love to study and learn. But God, I need to do the stuff I know. Help me just do it. May the Holy Spirit help us all just do it. Lord, as we bow today here, we do pray for the people in Italy. That, that is just such a devastating thing, God. And there's all, all floods in Louisiana, fires in California. God, we live in a very fragile world. The only certain thing we have, God, is you. The same yesterday and day and forever. Your word is flawless. I read that today in my proverb. God's word is flawless. I thank you for that. Bless 
hurting people and give wisdom and strength and resources to those who are trying to help people going through very difficult things. God, now we, we live at the moment in a whole different situation. And we are just a blessed people. We thank you for that. But we'll be around people even today, certainly this week, that uh, going through hard times, difficult times, make a sense to that and help us to encourage them is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.